Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. So on today's episode of Destination Different, we have a little bit of a different type of show. On the episode today, we have uh, my dear, dear friend, Bobby Durbin. He is, there's another way to describe him, but truly one of a kind. Uh, we used to work together in an ad agency and have since become you know, very good friends, and he is somebody that I like to describe to my other friends as somebody who has a strange brain. He just has this unique, I'll call it an ability, to just make weirdness in his head, and he is really the epitome of what this show stands for, of thinking differently. Um, He has started his own Instagram account that is basically a parody dating account it's called fumbled bumbles he owns the domain to a site called fakenames.org he has his own site bobbydorbin.com um and he's also like a very 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 talented copywriter um but at his core he is just a true true weirdo um and so this conversation is a little bit different than some of the other things that we've had on the show in the past um really just more of a catch-up between Bobby and I, but I think really a a cool perspective into our creative process. We'll say it's a creative process um, and kind of how we think and, and how we try and do things. Um, we get a little bit pessimistic at points, but I think overall the sentiment is positive and that we're, you know, we're working towards figuring out the right track, and that's that's really kind of the the underlying theme here is that you know the two of us have been making things for the internet and writing things for years, and we believe someday it is all eventually going to pay off. Uh, I'm doing this podcast. Bobby is DMing hundreds of girls on dating apps, and. One of these days, you know, we're kind of feeling like it is something that is going to uh, pay off in the form of monetary return. But if not, we've at least uh, made a lot of interesting, fun stuff. So this conversation with Bobby is really interesting. I think it'll give you a good insight into both of our personalities and also hopefully give you a couple of laughs. Uh, But at the same time, you know, maybe there's something of a little creative nugget in there for you. So sit back, give it a listen. Uh, This is, I believe, episode 10 of Destination Different. 10 episodes. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, With my good friend, one of my best friends. Don't judge him because he had an edible. Bobby Durbin.
Well, Ryan, as a 27-year-old man moving to a new city, uh, one thing that they don't tell you about adulthood is you have no friends when you want to have friends. And then any time that you want to just sit in your apartment alone and relax is the only time when you will have friends who ask you to do things. Mm. So most of my time is spent sitting in my apartment thinking, wow, I wish I had someone to hang out with. And then just going on social media instead and getting angry at other people. And then the second I'm like, man, I should lay down and like relax and read a book. One of the three people I know texts me and they're like, we should hang out. It's like the world's worst seesaw. Mm, okay. So so Twitter is just maybe a, a fill your time. Twitter is because, okay, I also, uh, this is my first time living alone. Quick side note, are you in a closet? I am in my, I sit in my closet to record all of these episodes. Can you pan me around real quick? This is my walk-in closet. So here's my, there's my coats and my towels. There's my other coats and my towels. There's, where are they? Oh, yep. There's all my clothes. It's all of them right there. They don't take up much space. You need to purchase more clothing. There's some sweatshirts. I think you can see them maybe up there up top. And that's it. This is all I own. Oh, there's my, like, cleats and my, like, a few pairs of shoes. It's the production zone, baby. There's a few bags over there and a rug. And then I just got a couple of just, I'm sitting on a box. Wow. It's really a nice setup. I'll say this. Look how far we've come from Hill Hall. Uh-huh. <laughs> We really, you know, years later, we're still just living large. Just absolutely grabbing life by the ball sack. Um, so I, I've been asking everybody this on on the show, but like, you're you're maybe one of the most consistent content creators. Con- that I, content, content. When do you think it's going to pay off for us? Because I feel like you and I have really just been like making a lot of things for a long time. And we're both just sitting in dark, pressing rooms and nothing's really panned out yet for us. It's so funny. I was thinking about that the other day when I was writing yet another edition of my email newsletter that I send out to 85 people. I was like, I've been doing dumb things with writing for probably six or seven years now. And it's like the, the, the ball is just never going to drop. Like I fully anticipate you and I being in our late forties and we're still just like sending out email newsletters to our, to our wives, friends. Yep. And it's so funny because like that is how, Every other successful person is like, yeah, you know, a lot of people don't know this, but before I got noticed, I was just writing and writing and and putting stuff out there for almost like eight years. And then one day, you know, one of my pieces was a big hit. And ever since then, it's just been every I'm just so blessed. And I'm like, we're going to be the opposite of that. We're like, yeah, every day for eight years, we wrote and we wrote and we poured our we poured our hearts and souls into it and we and we believed and nothing happened. <laughs> I oh, can see man. a world and I I hope I hope for both of our sakes that this doesn't happen, but I can see a world where you and I are like 
48 years old and, and like still just like circle jerking each other on the internet, sending emails to each yeah. other. And then somebody who we don't know in like Nepal catches hold of us and we become some sort of sensation in like a third world country and and we just have to move there. If that if those people have money, I don't care. Like I don't I if we got famous in like Chinese Taipei and it had no impact on our lives here, but the people over there had money and started paying us, I'd be like consider a success. Yeah. You can pay a mortgage on a beach house with with some random foreigner's money. It is it's all the same to me. That's the I mean that's the dream, really. Um Here's the other thing I was thinking about. So that, that was a pretty pessimistic take on our current status. Just slightly, just slightly, not but, super, but. But where I feel not ahead of our time, but like we would absolutely destroy like the dad humor game. Like the funny dads I see on the internet right now are kind of funny just because the, the bar is so low. If we could speed up 20 years, but then by then it'll have caught up. If we could be 45 years old in 2020, we'd be rich and famous. I could not. I've never you put that so articulately because I, I you're exactly right. Like we are we are trying to to be like 45 year old corny dad jokers. When in reality, we're just like mid-20s, like white guys. We're we're the opposite of ahead. Of, we are behind our time. But we're we, ahead <laughs> somehow. It's like a it's a time morph that I can't quite understand. It's it logically it makes no sense whatsoever. And it aggravates me so much. And I feel like that applies to other things, too. Like now TikTok is big, right? Yep. And I don't understand TikTok at all, except I laugh when I see the Maroon 5 dance videos. And I'm like, oh, I think five years ago I could have been good at this. Because five years ago I was like, I had a bunch of Vine followers and then Vine died. I feel like I got stuck in the, in the, in the gray area between Vine and TikTok. And I just – I got like stuck in between waves. I, I think you got to I think you got to go back to it because and maybe this is all just prep work for being like a funny and maybe we just got to wait our time out and like it's going to take another 15 years but there's like three three dads that I can think of that are like famous on TikTok and they're they're funny but they're not that funny It's so funny <laughs> The fun <laughs> the literally the funniest outcome possible as if we just have to wait 15 years to like grow our to fit our physical bodies to grow into the sense the, of humor, the brand that we are. But alternative question and something we talk about often. Technically, we could have kids right now and become dads. That's true, but I I don't know if we. I I think a, maybe we be maybe we would be entertaining young dads but i don't think we would be i think we need to have like ear hair yeah. and grays 
and like have to take erectile dysfunction medicine. You like, have to have you have to be wearing not overalls, but but the straps that attach to regular jeans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I I feel like we if if I was to have a child right now, I I don't think my dad content would be very funny, but maybe it would be. I think I think it would be. I think you'd be surprised because now that I have a nephew, anytime I go see him, I just have ideas for hilarious things and I can't do it because it's not my kid. It's my sister's. I mean, that's a really good point. Like having a, a kid is maybe the most like lucrative content weapon at any like humans disposal. And all you have to do is feed them like twice a day. It's right. nothing. Plus, this is actually this was this was a fan question that came in and you just made me think of it. Um, I'm curious, what is your most successful content stream? Is it your nephew content? Is it my tie cam? No, uh, oh, it it's, cream? My it's my tie cam for sure. It's not whipped cream. It's not tiny hands. It's, I mean, tiny hands is beloved to a small sector. I get a I get a shocking amount of tiny hands hate. I'll frequently have. Anywhere from five to ten people message me and tell me to stop because it makes them uncomfortable. But you want to know what's universally beloved? So much so that like four to five times a year, someone I don't stay in touch with will send me a video of them drinking Mai Tai. Fucking Mai Tai cam. So My soccer team made an Endicott, this kid Tomas, who I love, but we don't ever talk. He's in Vietnam. He's lived in, in, in Thailand and Vietnam for the past, like, four or five years. Out of the blue, I just opened up my Instagram, like, a month ago, and it's like, to he for you has tagged you in a post. And I opened up, and it's just Tomas pounding a Mai Tai, and he's like, got that Bob Derp Mai Tai going on. And and nothing made me happier in the whole world. So the <laughs> – it's actually maybe – maybe we're onto something here. Because you're my tie cam. I still think to this day my greatest content stream ever. I was like 22 and had Snapchat and was just doing. I would drink. I would sit on my couch in the North End by myself, this like tiny dirty futon, and I would just toast Bud Lights to people on Snapchat, just drinking alone. And I'd say this, and I would call them guys. And it was this guy is for Bobby Durbin, and I would just. I would toast every Bud Light and have like 15 of them and then head to the bell in hand. And that was my most successful content stream ever. Oh, man. I have have a couple thoughts there. One, bring it back on Instagram. Two, we should go to bell in hand. (laughs) Which we, I am not coming home for Christmas this year. So that's, this is devastating because I always get one Hennessy's and maybe bell in hand trip in. First year, I can't. Three, I feel like the key to content is just the is having the worst living situation you can. Mm-hmm. Like now, I live in this one bedroom apartment by myself in Austin, and I try to like keep it clean and stuff. But when I was living in a basement in Chinatown in San Francisco, and before that, in low income housing in East Boston, surrounded by people dying in the streets and before that endicott college in an actual legitimate trailer park that's where content is born dirty tiny north end apartment content yes a gas leak for six months 
like that I was just was huffing in stove air. That was like people enjoyed that. Dude, Charlie and Frank and Always Sunny, half of their content just comes because they live in a shared apartment and sleep on the same food, the same pullout bed. We like, should- I think. Do you think that social media has moved from a world now where, like, before it was very aspirational and people were, like, trying to show how perfect and beautiful their lives are? But for I, I don't know if there's there's not a – is it despirational? I don't know what the word would be. But the opposite of inspirational, aspirational, is kind of what people seem to enjoy from you and I at least. Did you break your wrist? Oh, uh, yes. So that's <laughs> also – that's that's also some good that's you know just suffering pain and suffering what did you do uh i'm a 27 year old man playing men's league soccer and so i fell the wrong way and broke my broke my wrist yeah as a no it used to be uh, social media used to be like look how great my life is with these very like structured captions and like oh yes i do go on vacation all the time but now it's still that, but people try to act like they're not doing it on purpose. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how to quite put it into words. But now it's like people put up sneaky hot pics where they think they're like, "Oh, I look ugly." They got like a little titty hanging out or like a six pack hanging out. Yeah, that's what they're doing. It's it's you're it's now trying to be it's fake authentic is I think is what really people are going for. It's like, oh, Instagram versus reality. I look beautiful here, and I also look beautiful in this other picture oh, where I'm just like... That makes me so mad. When those girls <laughs> girls put those things up, and they're like, this is what I'm like on the days when I don't do makeup and I don't Photoshop, and it's still just a stunningly hot blonde girl. Like, go just fucking throw yourself in a pool somewhere and drown did you just censor your method of killing a yes, made up woman? yeah i toned it down <laughs> that was very respectful of, of like, all the follow me a lot of places if i say something truly terrible just because she's cute that was that was some really that was some really strong restraint for all uh 25 of the podcast listeners on this show well i'll tell you what it's not good that you can that you can tell just by watching that I'm working through my, that I'm starting with the worst possible thing I can say and working down to the fifth. I watched your brain process, yeah. like telling this girl to like, I, I'm not sure what, but. A lot of things, a lot of things. I do that at, at work now too, because I have like such a relaxed work environment, but even the most relaxed work environment, there's still like things you can't say. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple times where we had a bad client and I was like, and originally I had said stuff that my president was like, it's funny. You cannot say that in the workplace. And so now I'd be like, like some guy gave us feedback and I was like, this guy is, I would, what an idiot. They're like, that's good. You're learning. You can't say that you want to light him on fire. Oh, you could do that one, I think. I think that's I think okay. When, I think it's when any type of of slur or egregious situation gets involved is where it starts to get a little hairy. Understandable. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I walked that one back. I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm gonna have a congratulatory drink for that. That was some that was some A plus restraint. Um, I do have a couple questions that I wrote down for you here that I would love oh. to ask you. At, blast me in the face with some white hot questions right now. So let me see what we've got here. Well, I guess maybe I would also like you to explain fumbled bumbles to the people of this podcast because for me that is one thing that I always just tell my friends that I'm like, yes, I have this friend. He's slightly deranged, but he runs this really funny Instagram account. You should follow it. And I just want you to talk about your experience of starting a dating app parody Instagram account. So this is good timing because I was just talking with our good friend last week um, about like, I'm, I'm pretty close I'm getting to the age where one of these days the switch is going to flip and Fumble Bumbles goes from like, oh, uh, young 20-something poking fun at like the absurdity of dating apps to like disgusting older man harasses young women on dating apps. And it is is a fine line. I would say that. I, I think it's got a year left. And then I'm going to have to find someone younger to do it because I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not a year from turning 30, but 30 is definitely the hard stop. Like I can't be a 30 year old on Bumble talking to 24 year old girls and being like, is butt cheeks one word or two? Okay. I didn't know if I should spread them. I Thanks. think I think 30 is probably a, a pretty solid cut. Are you still getting joy? Do you get any joy out of it still? Well, that's kind of what I've got to go into. So for the purpose of the question, Fumble Bumbles is me trying to have funny conversations with girls on dating apps. Originally born out of the frustration of how boring the average person is on a dating app. But then it became like just to make people laugh because because it's just life is so fucking awful. But so it's fun. I enjoy doing it. Sometimes I think you can tell from when I post that I go through like you can pretty it's by mental my mental well being in day to day life is reflected in Fumble Bumbles because some weeks I'll post seven times when I'm on like a manic high. And then I won't post for three weeks because my life is like pretty good and I'm busy and that's good. And then when I'm posting a lot, that's like, oh, no, all he has, all he has is time to be matching people on Bumble and having these mm-hmm. conversations. Um, but it's fun. It's also for me, this is kind of new, really depressing because I opened up the account the other day. And I was like, oh, shit, I have like 400 posts. And then I was like, damn, I've had conversations with 400 girls. And those are just the ones I post. So let's call conservative estimate 700 girls in the past like four, five years. And I'm single. (laughs) And... That's pretty much it. 
Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine talking to, to again, minimum 700 people and being like, no, none of them are really. And none of them really did it for me. I didn't do it for them. What an asshole I am. Do you think if you approach 700 strangers at a bar, you would date one of them? Probably, right? You would like to, I would like to think so, yeah. If you talk to 700 girls at Bell and Hand, it, oh, if, if it was the world's biggest speed dating game at Bell and Hand, and in one day you talk to 700 girls and you got done and they were like, Ryan, what, what number of girls did you like? Did you hit it off? You talked to 14 for a while and you were like, none of them. Do you think, though, that there's some element of if you were to actually walk into a bar and say to somebody, oh, can I order you a glass of milk like you do often on a dating app? Do you think that, you know, you would have probably the similar results to that what you get in the online world? That's a good question. We should try this. Here's the thing. I think you... I, I think your best op your best bet is that you've built this repository of content and that it's not going to be somebody that you meet on the dating app, but it's somebody who finds you and your perils of the dating app and she's going to fall madly in love with you because of how funny and witty you are. I think that's a good hypothesis. I think you're tooting my horn a little bit, but... Uh, I have met a surprising amount of people. I've met a surprising amount of people because a friend of mine is like, hey, this is Bobby. You should see this account. And then they show them the account. And then the person's like, oh, my God, I made a lot of friends that way. A couple girls here and there. And I get a, a decent amount of, of DMs from people that follow it. Being like, where do you live? Let's get married. But so far, as I mentioned, uh, has not borne any fruit in terms of me getting married, buying a home, six golden retrievers, two and a half kids. Again, this might be a situation where we're, you're just waiting until you're 42 years old and everything just all comes together. It's all coming together, baby. I, I, I think any time you do anything, if you say that line confidently enough, people will be like, that's a man with a plan. Yep. He's really got this. If he's I, got a plan out here. If I get fired from a job, which shocking that I've never been fired from a job in my life, but if I get fired from a job one day and they're like doing my exit interview, I just want to be like, it's all coming together. I'd be like, what does that mean? I'd be like, oh, I think you know. I think you know. That makes me believe that you might kill someone when you rub your fingers together like that. But just saying it confidently, I agree. Oh, it's all coming together, Dave from HR, who lives at 1800 Locust Bush Lane. That's a good um, – I don't know if you want to use that road name for anything. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that is a pretty good road name. 
I know you you went through a time of uh come you have you actually own a website I believe uh fake names fake names.com uh, I uh it shut down it's no longer live because I refused to pay Squarespace eighteen dollars to settle a small dispute so I tried to Squarespace who hosted it for me tried to strong arm me and I was like listen you're not gonna you know, I'm not going to let you bully me just because you're uh, worth hundreds of millions of dollars and I'm a man whose net worth is is negative overall. Uh, so I called their bluff and I never paid my $18 and they almost immediately shut the website down. So. Uh-huh. There was some good names. You know, Locust Bush Road, I, I know it's not a, a human name, but you, you might want to consider adding that to the list. I should have done road names in there. Because you know what? You get one government contract. You get a newly incorporated town in, like, Montana somewhere. And they're like, oh, we got to name our roads. If I win that bid, I'm now getting paid for hundreds of road names. Yeah, it's true. And they'd all be fun. Locust. That is a lot of potential. Locust Bush House. Crystal Geyser. Alpine Springwater. Are you just naming things from nature? What are you just? Oh, ah, uh, <laughs> yes. As he takes his sip of his crystal geyser water. Um, no, my next business. I'm gonna. I'm debating making the website tonight, but I'm in a little bit of credit card debt, and I don't know if I need to throw another forty bucks on there to buy this domain. But give me a a, a knee jerk interest level in this roastondemand.com and what you do is if your your friend's getting a little too big for his britches lately or it's someone's birthday you send us someone's email address you send us maybe their social media profiles or a few pictures of them and then i just send them an email and i fucking roast them i kind of like that like if you said if you said wow like joe got another promotion at liberty mutual we need to bring him down a notch all you do is you pay 10 bucks you send me joe's personal email and you send me a picture of him and i attach the picture back in an email to him and i just tear apart it's like that reddit that subreddit roast me where people post a thing and they're roast me and, and but it's that but it's way meaner and it's directly towards your friend and i would go hard in on them yeah so that, the, uh, no i if, if i were to give you a, a gut reaction to roastondemand.com i i'm a big big proponent scale of one to ten it's it's a solid eight eight point two for me eight yeah wow. all right i'm gonna do it tomorrow i feel i feel confident about it i'm just i've i've done this recently where i'm just trying to think of like what are things that we could potentially monetize just writing like really stupid things. Yeah. I've attempted out offices before. I think at one point I, I was maybe doing fake obituaries. You've done fake names, fake roasts. It's all good things. But uh, I feel like the key to make money on it is it has to be like, nope, people, won't, people don't want to buy shit for themselves. But what I think of things is I'm like, oh, what is something that every office birthday someone's best coworker friend will buy to just like fuck with them a little bit? 
Because that's what the whole, that's what like greeting cards are now, is now greeting cards and stuff uh, are like just these like verbally abusive, raunchy things, and it's five bucks. Or the other one I think of all the time is that kid who made the Bag of Dicks website where for $15, he'll just mail your friend a bag of gummy dicks. Like he made, you know, he made a million dollars on that and he what? had to stop. He had to stop and he ended up selling the website because he couldn't keep up with fulfillment because it was literally him in his parents' home, like individually writing out every person's address and mailing them dicks. And then he sold to a company who now does it. Um, and it's not as big anymore, but he's like, yeah, I made a million dollars in about a month, sold it for another like 500 grand. Now I just am up. 1.5 mil. That could be us. For sending dicks. I mean, that could be us. Could be us. I like that we're doing this because I was I was like, okay, I'm going to ask this question, this question, this question. And I was like, this seems stupid. I think that I should just brainstorm with Bob, like, dumb things that we can do to potentially make ourselves some some money or some fame or some notoriety. I hate to oh god i gotta turn on my ac hold on fuck texas is hot can you hear me still i can hear you so i hate to it's so cliche to say this but like the more the more stuff i read especially being around like successful startup people working at the hustle and shit as it really is just people throw shit at the wall and then randomly one of their ideas sticks and they just roll with it and they make a shitload of money. It's crazy. Like every person I know, every person I interviewed was like, yeah, I started three companies before this and none of them really made any sense. And then this one I started and all of a sudden people loved it. And now I'm worth $2 billion. <coughs> Which is really depressing, but... I mean, in some regards, that you could say that's a positive thing. It is. Because if there's anybody that's thrown a lot of shit at the wall... Oh, we are... It's you and I. We have AK-47s, and we're just, for for five years now, just firing shit at walls. Yep. How long ago was Hill? What year? It's 2019. We Man, worked... Four years ago. Yep. Yep. We were young. We were full of life. I think probably slightly more positive than we are on this call right now. Yeah, I br- I brought a negative tone in. Well, I'm in a – I should have probably disclosed this before we started. I'm in a bad mood because I did a half Ironman yesterday, and I feel very unwell. I'm, I'm not sure if that's a, a humble brag or what that was, but I – I mean, that's a good hobby. That's, like, impressive. Congratulations. Well, I, I hated it. I didn't have any fun. I thought it was stupid. But I'm very pessimistic today because my knees hurt so bad that I didn't sleep last night because my knees were throbbing. So I'm running on, like, three hours of sleep. I forgot to get dinner. I told myself – I pushed it back an hour because I was like, oh, I'll go get a salad. I'll treat my body like the little beautiful little tater tot it is. 
And instead, I had a, a garlic-flavored donut, which was disgusting. And now I'm drinking this terrible scotch, which, by the way, I bought this at this huge sale, this liquor place near me, liquor store, on sale from $90 for, like, 30 bucks. And I was like, oh, a nice scotch? I'm a fucking adult. I'll buy this. I'll drink it some night. That was almost five months ago, four months ago. Open it for the first time tonight. Heinous. Awful. Just, I've noticed you, like, literally, like, whimpering as you take sips of it. And I... Yeah, it's really... So, anyways, I feel like normally... Because, listen, if there's two guys that are going to get on the horn together and just have a upward cycle of positivity, it's Ryan and Bob. And the I tone's sure. been a little off today... And I'm going to say it, I blame it on the fact that I spent most of yesterday exercising. It's, I mean, I can't, I can't blame you for that because that you're right. It doesn't sound particularly, particularly fun. It wasn't at all. But I will say, I think, you know, we go back now four or five years that we used to work together and people generally considered us not particularly skilled or well-versed in our jobs, but just really great for team morale. We are clubhouse guys. And unfortunately, I feel like that has taken a a terrible turn for the worse in the past couple of years. Because when you say clubhouse guys, I'm like, oh, they're guys in the locker room like, doing weird stuff that's not okay anymore but no we're clubhouse guys we come in the office maybe you're not really sure what we actually do to the company's bottom line in terms of what we actually literally make on our computers but outside of that the intangibles it's team morale it's it's having a good time it's palling around it's some positivity. It's a it's a good playful dad joke. It's you know bringing together unlikely parties. It's really all of that. You know what? Here's the best part that I've also learned in the past year. You can hire people with incredible skills. You get the world's best engineers, whatever, and they're great. Pretty hard to make a good uh, pretty hard to make a good culture and a good environment. And we are C and E masters. I mean, Plus, they talk about it in sports a lot. You need, you got to have glue guys, guys that just help keep everything together. My God, we are two five foot nine, steaming hot piles of Elmer's glue. Yep. <laughs> oh man. I really can't wait to take some of the clips from this because there really have been some some miraculous like 30 second moments that I did not expect in this show. Yeah, I think the edible helped a little bit. It usually does. Um, I got about probably 10 minutes left on this battery, FYI. That's perfect. I think, honestly, maybe I was going to end things on Elmer's glue, but... I'll just ask you one or two. I want to ask. I want to ask you questions. You ask me some questions. You interview me. I want to ask you questions. Okay. All right. What? It's almost 2020. Yep. In a month, less half a month. 
right? You wake up January 1st, 2021, so a year from now. Okay. And not in the perfect world, but in a good world. Like, if a perfect world is 100%, current world is 50%, a good world is, like, 75%. All right. What's the state of YoPro? I think in a year, in a good state, I've maybe figured out (coughs) how to sell an ad or two on the podcast. I've maybe started doing a couple video projects for clients of some sort. And I've had the opportunity to meet some people, talk to some people, work with some people that are funnier, richer, more famous than I am. That's good. That's a good one. Um, have you, where do you put the podcast out for download? I know so iTunes, you, right? Yes. Yeah, so if you go, I've been using Anchor. Anchor is good. It's like a podcast distribution thing. So I, you just put the like feed in there once. You can like you upload all the episodes to Anchor, and then they distribute it to all the different podcast places. Do you ever do you ever post on Reddit stuff? I haven't. I probably should. Dude, you should, especially with Remote Year. You should get in like Remote Year, like backpacking, because those subreddits are tens if not hundreds of thousands of people who all i bet half of them actually do similar stuff to what you had done and the other half are like really looking for just stories and advice yep all you gotta be is like here are my credentials like lived in columbia lived in here you list like you do like your one sentence summary your crazy travel stories and you'd be like if you want to hear me talk to other people about their kind of things like I started a pot when I got back from remote year. I want other people to know I started a podcast. I bet you would get so much traction if you like phrase that right. Yeah, I feel like I just Reddit is like the wild west. I recently just got to like I think you need like a hundred like Reddit points or whatever they're called to like post in certain chains, and so I just got that. But I like I think I need to share all my content on Reddit like all the time, but I just don't know like how. Yeah, I know. It's so it's crazy. It's like I never understood why companies all all companies now have growth positions mm-hmm. and literally just a guy like we have two guys and all they do is handle our Reddit, Facebook, Instagram ads and then look for other avenues to put stuff in and then optimize for like cost per click so we don't blow all of our money and we add we like nailed our mix of like Facebook ads and Reddit posts. Yeah. And our guy had us for like for like eight hundred dollars a day adding uh forty five hundred email subscribers. That's pretty wild. Like you have to be big before it works at that scale. Yeah. But he always says he's like if you gave someone who's trying to start their own kind of content thing um if they were like hey i have here's a hundred bucks i can spare he's like if you use it wisely you could add uh 
more than a, a follower per dollar, you know? Yeah. That's the other thing that I like. Ones. And then you have all these followers and no interaction. And then if you ever want to work with a brand, they see that and they're like, they know what's up immediately. Right. So you got to figure out how to do it. So people like actually like it. Have you had any luck yet? Reaching out to influencers and being like, I would love for you to come on my, even do like a brief thing on my podcast. Um, and then they share it and you get exposed to their travel audience. Yeah, I've had a few people, like I had one girl on the show who like has like 20,000 Instagram followers, is like a, a legit travel person. But I, I've and I've started reaching out to like a few other people. Like this one guy is a musician. Like people I just like find him like, oh that person's interesting, yeah. and reach out to them. But I like I'm kind of like running through all my like friends and like personal contacts. And but I really should start like going for some bigger. Oh, it's probably because everybody loves to talk about themselves. Yeah, I was gonna say if you you are literally sitting on a gold mine because those people if you're an influencer. It doesn't even matter what your show is. They're just like, you want me to talk about how cool I am? Like, yes. Um, but it's also probably good to do the friends and stuff like Lexi and myself and whoever first because I would imagine if you can say like, oh, I've done 50 episodes, then they're like, oh, okay. Right. This is legit. Um, hell yeah. That's sweet. Okay. Here's a funny niche that I feel like you would absolutely – crush you need did you see that story like two weeks ago or maybe a month ago or you even posted it from your thing of the girl who was photoshopping the same clouds into every one of her instagram oh pictures. yeah yeah like you should just be travel police you should just yeah. find people that are like photoshopping travel photos that should be dude that has to be a content stream that you do on the yoher instagram it's just like travel police and you call out every like clearly photoshop or clearly airbrushed um like travel picture you can find that'd be so fucking funny i think that's genius there's a lot of ways you could do it too it wouldn't even have to be like photos necessarily like you could just do like there was article like man is doing pull-ups on the like overhead carrier on a plane like you could be travel police Travel, yeah. <coughs> yeah, that's a good one. Um, all right. You are locked in a room with Dikembe Mutombo, a full-size adult hippo, most dangerous animal in the world, besides the Dikembe Mutombo, a hippo, and Vern Troyer before he passed. May he rest in peace. You have a, a knife and a gun with nine bullets in it. How do you defend yourself from all three of them? Or better yet, it's a bit of a standoff situation. So you're each in like one corner of the room, and you don't know if, if Dikembe and, Vo and Vern are going to fight. You don't know if they're going to game up and fight you, and you definitely don't know if the hippo is going to fuck one of you up, hang out in the corner. What's your plan of attack? So I have nine bullets, 
and a you knife. Have Fifteen bullets. Fifteen bullets. And a sword. Yes. And it's like a it's like a British ceremonial sword, so it's not the sharpest edge, but it looks nice. You have fifteen bullets and a sword. You're in a room with, with Wee Man, Wilt Chamberlain, and an adult hippo, like I said previously. And you have a gun with twenty three bullets in it and an axe. Well, in that case, I think I'm. I think I'm using bullet one on Wilt Chamberlain. Um, it's one on Wilt the Stilt. He's so big. I I feel well, human. You should be able to knock him out with one bullet. Yeah, old stilty Wilty. You shoot Stilt, and then you just try and you toss the you toss the sword to Vern Troyer. Right. And you have him start cutting at the ankles because he's yeah. below the eyesight of the hippo. Oh, that hippo has no idea that Wee Man's even there. So he's just fucking jabbing at the legs, and then Stop I'm trying to get belly. then I'm trying to get myself as just far away from the hippo as possible, and just every like minute or two unload a couple bullets. Yeah. But then you're putting Wee Man in the line of fire. I think that's okay. I've def- I've helped. I've helped. Wow! Don't tell him that. I've helped save him because I I offered up my sword to him. Yeah. So that was a sign of of welcome that he was because you said we didn't know if he was for or against us, but because I've given him my sword, I've I've given him a tool to defend himself. So we are now one stronger being. You know what we call that? We call that a fucking glue guy. He builds relationships. He gets people on his side, and he solves problems. is a wrap on episode 10 of destination different you could certainly say that it was a bit weirder than some of the other things that we've shown on this show so far i thought bobby was an incredible guest i'm not sure he realized that he was uh hosting a podcast and not just sitting at you know the end of the bar with me but either way after cutting out a few bits and pieces, I think we've got ourselves a pretty good episode. Uh, thank you so much to Bobby for sitting in and talking to me. Again, I'm not sure he really knew that he was on a podcast. I think he was just more so venting, but whatever. He, he came on the show, and I'm very appreciative of that. Uh, but more importantly, thank you to all of you again for listening. I, th- I think I said this at the top of the show, but I believe this is – the 10th episode of Destination Different, and while that is not a lot to hit double figures um, and to keep having this show going and having awesome guests come and join me and, of course, all of you at home sitting around and listening to my nonsense, I really do appreciate it. I don't know what what was going on with the audio today. Uh, It sounded like I was just banging the mic against my face, but 
hopefully you were able to still get an idea of what we were talking about. Um, but so thank you so much again. I really, really do appreciate everyone who's tuned into the show, sent me emails with feedback, uh, talked to me in person. Uh, I've had such a blast doing this and I'm going to just kind of keep this thing rolling. So with that, I'll say goodbye and thank you again for tuning in to Destination Different. Be sure to, you know what, I'm not going to say it, like, subscribe, leave a review. I'm not going to say it. And we will see you again next Wednesday with episode 11 of Destination Different. Stay weird. Your love song